What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Two Straight Men. I'm Jabin. I'm Anthony. And we are the Two Straight Men. Man. Feels good, as always, dude. You know, that subtlety, the way we intro every episode. Can you spell that? S-U-B-T-L-Y. Sounds good to me. Subly. Probably (laughs) subtly. I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, I love the subtlety. Yeah. You know? Familiarity, but then at the but once we get into the episode, they have no idea where we're gonna go. No clue. It's a great balance. It's a little bit of you know what they're used to, but something yeah like that. See, you didn't know that was coming, but but the the same intro brings this feeling of of dopamine release because it's like oh touche man oh it's back it's back mm. what's going on yeah you know it's just it sticks in your head and the. You know, we spent a long time before we decided on that intro. We made it. We did. We actually sat down at I the studio. I played the banjo. And I played the mandolin. Yep. And we, it took a long time. We had a few renditions, but that was the there one There was that a bass, so we brought in um, Craig Malls. Yes. To do the bass line. Bass line. Cohen's still practicing. He's not quite there yet. <laughs> but then we threw it all together, and then we were like, this is trash. So we actually went to Epidemic Sound. And they and had the exact one, except it would sound better. better. Yeah. So, but we kind of came up with it. Yeah. Are those pretzels good? Dude, they're so good. good. I like pretzels, man. It's just a low-calorie <laughs> snack. Is it low-calorie? Yeah. It's got to be. I mean, you know, in 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 pretzels, you, I mean, you think it's pretty simple. You got wheat flour, salt, vegetable oil, corn oil, sunflower oil, canola oil, malt syrup derived from corn and malted barley, sugar, yeast, and baking soda. No yellow five? No yellow five in this. That's why my <sighs> penis is still big. Because the yellow five affects that? Yeah. Dude, so mm. those, those dyes and stuff, dude, messes up your all kinds of things. I've heard that. I've heard that they can, they're bad for you. That's why some people are like, you know, no dye food or that's marketing now. Oh, totally. No it's, dyes. It, that's literally like, you have you ever thought of the joke like, all oh, like he drinks Mountain Dew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a small one. That's why. Because of the, 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 the yellow additives fine. and yeah. stuff like that. Those, yeah. Anyways. The more you know. Stuff. The more you know. Well, man, it's, uh, hope you guys enjoyed the last episode. Anthony just went through an entire Adventure of his last year just spit everywhere. Yeah, you did. Um, that was good. I had some pretzel in there too, um, and it was fantastic. I really enjoyed, and a lot of the stuff that was mentioned, I had not been up to date on. So yeah. it was a very good, uh, very very good episode. And thank you so much for that. So um, if you haven't listened to it yet, after this episode, you know, make sure you just go back one and check out my listen story. to Anthony's first. That way you can save the best for last. So yes. I'm really looking forward to uh, <laughs> hopping into the last year and a half of some highlights from the Starns side of things. Starns, dude, I'm excited, Starns, man. man. What's been what's been going on, man? Wow. So, you know, <clears throat> the, the last year and a half has definitely, there has been more growth in the last year and a half than probably the last four combined. Wow. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. It says a lot. It's a lot, yeah. And, you know, it is. it was kind of cool because Anthony had, you know, basically prompted us. Of, Anthony's really good with setting up kind of the the foundation of these, like, episodes and, and how they're structured. We don't really structure them, but he had asked me, you know, 
go back through and think about some different highlights in over the last year, year and a half. And it's crazy to think about how much has happened. Oh, yeah. You know? And like Anthony had mentioned, some seasons, you know, there's there's a lot more and some there's not. I think this yeah. one was both a lot. And both are okay. Um, exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, after we kind of died things down a little bit on the podcast, um, there definitely been a lot of transition. I think I was getting into this. I, w- I was coming into manlyhood, mm-hmm. you could say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, wow, I have to make money and, you know, buy things right. and, like, start my life. Right. Mama's boy no longer. Right. I'm out. I'm out. Right. I respect so, it. It's it, in due time. It really is. Um, and so the first thing I did is bought a new car. Hey, listen. <laughs> so let me tell you this, though. So I had never bought, like, anything like this before. And um, so, you know... I didn't really realize, okay, yeah, you need to have, you need to show income and stuff to, oh, yeah. you know, purchase a, right. an item, yeah. right? So, uh, luckily, I uh, you know, had a job with my dad at Five Star. He was able to help me um, get started. But what happened is, when we kind of paused on the podcast, I really started to kind of ramp up my <clears throat> real estate career. And right. We kind of start there. So, you know, <clears throat> the first thing I did, I was driving a Ford Escape. With like two hundred fifty thousand miles remember on that. it, yeah, bro. We had some memories. Oh, in that we car. had, we did. There, it was the greatest car ever. Yes, it was. Um, but you know, something about I think real estate. You, you, you can second this. Wouldn't you say real estate is probably one of the very few industries that is justifiable to spend, you know, money on getting a presentable car? Yes. Wouldn't you say? Because yes. what's the, the common thing is? There's a stigma. Of people think. Oh yeah, if I have a really nice car and I'm going up to like sell someone's property, they're gonna think like I'm like no 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 no. When you have a nice car, the, at least the people I'm talking to, they say, "Oh snap, he's got a nice car. That means he's successful. That means he doesn't have to do his job." Right. It's exactly what people think. I agree. Is it is it ethically correct? No, but it makes sense and it works. So it that's all work. that really matters in this situation. No, it is. It's all about image. But it anyway, is. So, so I kind of took a leap there, and I ended up getting the uh, car I wanted for a while. And it kind of went full-time in the real estate. Now, here's the thing. The catalyst, the catalyst for this, of course, oh, Daniela just texted me and said she loved me. Oh, that's In so Spanish, sweet. though. Oh, te, te amo mucho? Te amo, not mucho today. Ah, oh, man, that's Not mucho rough. today. It's yeah, just it's okay. She okay. sent a heart, though. Oh. But that, she sent a red one. When she really, mm. really loves me, it's white. Oh, wow. Yeah. Color-coded. Yeah. So, red heart's like, hey. No more day. Yeah, I love you. I love you. Yeah. It's in that tone. Uh, I love you. Of course. Yeah, I love you. Yeah. I love you. I do. I love you. <laughs> so anyways, um, man, being full-time in the real estate really changed a lot of things. So um, let me let me give you the preface of all this. Obviously, I'm in a long-distance relationship. Yep. We had talked about that numerous times. Numerous. Numerous times on the podcast right. leading up to my departure to see my lady. Yes. Now, we ended the podcast in July, or June or July of 2020. Yep. I actually went for the first time to see her in October, October 4th, 2020. Wow. Three days after your birthday. Three days. The same week. Yeah. I thought it was a great present to myself, a growth opportunity. Yeah. That, yeah. So after two years of basically FaceTiming this woman, yep. the first big 
event was me actually going and flying to Bolivia for the first time to meet this person. Mm-hmm. Bro, I cannot tell you the a le- the level of nervousness and uncertainty that I felt. Oh, I'm sure. Bro, let me tell you. I was like, I remember my parents were taking me to the airport. And I was like suppressing it. Right. <clears throat> so I was just, oh, I'm good, yeah. And, you know, my mom's all like, so, you know, what, how you what feeling? Are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good, yeah. You know, excited? Yeah, you know, I'm good. Yeah, or I'm going to go see how it goes, you know. I was all chill about it. Yeah, right. See how it goes, you know. Cool, Didn't yeah. know what to expect. Right. And, of course, I think that's men typically have a – a tendency to try to suppress those things. Yeah, yeah. And at least with me, I try to manage my expectations to where I, you know, if, if things go south, I'm not surprised, right? Right. Man, I, the whole time, like, leaving, getting on the planes, flying, you know, Texas to freaking, um, let's see, Charlotte, Texas, Texas to Panama, I was kind of good. Yeah. When it really set in, it was when I was on – in the air, I was journaling. I have a journal of it. I'll maybe share sometime. Um, gosh, I would actually, you know what? I'm give me one second. I've got. I think I have my journal with me. In the car? No, it's right here. Oh. I think so. Um, he writes a journal, ladies and gentlemen. Jade's journal. I do. I do. Wow. This is cool. Look at that. <clears throat> so this actually, I don't know what this is going to say. This is actually super personal, but let's flip back to. The first time I went to meet Daniela, which would have been, uh, let's see, trying to find my journals. Here it is. This is pretty interesting. (laughs) So this was, excuse me, the 5th Cinco de Octubre. Mm. So I'm going to read this. This is pretty, this is pretty, like. This is my this is my journal, bro. I'm ready for like, it. My prayer journal. I didn't know you had a journal. I do. I have a journal. It's my prayer journal. This is not people don't. This is the this is the real deal right here. Sure. So this was I was in the air on a plane, and this was the last plane. Like the next, when I landed, I would be in Bolivia, right, to meet this girl. You can imagine. I have been talking to this woman for like two years mm-hmm. as friends, and then kind of a little more than friends, but never met her. Right. So this was. <clears throat> So, so my, my quote, the first thing I, I, I wrote was, time is a currency we can spend once. Mm, that's good. And then I said, all right, underneath that, this is my anthem for this trip. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to read you exactly what I wrote down. This is pretty neat. I actually haven't read this in, I guess, a year, over a year now. But uh, it says, God and I are going on an adventure this month. Pretty good birthday present, if you ask me. If I'm being completely honest with myself, I'd say that what I'm doing is just now starting to fully process. In less than six hours from now, I'm going to meet the chica that I've been FaceTiming for almost two years. What do I expect? Not really sure. Will we work out? I don't know. It doesn't matter. God and I are on a journey of learning together. I am so blessed to even be able to go up and pack up my things for a month just because and go meet a girl and travel the world. Thank you, God, for a favor in this area. I could go on and on about this whole situation, but instead of talking about it now, 
I want Jesus and me to just live it up and fully embrace this month. I can write a book about it later. Jesus, thank you for always having my best interests at heart. Your support is overwhelming, and I don't deserve the life I've been given. Danielle is a very special girl, and regardless of what happens with us, I know that it is for the best. Cover her with blessing and favor. Guide her heart and mind in the path that you want her to go. And this is hard for me to pray, but if this is just a growth thing, then great. I accept that reality. But I ask this. Give me discernment. I truly believe that if we continue to pursue wholesome relationship with one another while drawing closer and closer to you, that you will honor that. The amount of spiritual um, support I've experienced with you has been amazing. I have confidence in you and trust you will do what's best for your child always. I'm so excited to meet this girl. Prepare my way. Give us com- comfort and bless. And let's have a great blast. Or, yeah, and let's have a blast. I love you, Jay. So <clears throat> that was my, that was the heart posture going in this trip. It's good heart posture. I didn't know, man. I was, I right. was like, you know. Scary. So I can imagine. That was what I was writing several hours before I landed in Bolivia. <clears throat> so, you know, that, you can imagine, man, um, that was such a crazy first week. Um, you know, obviously meeting someone in person is a lot different. So even though we had felt like we've known each other, we had felt, I remember when I saw her, I was like, we were both like so nervous. Like yeah. I just like hugged her for like 40 seconds. And like we didn't say anything. Cause right. Like, it was just so weird and not in a bad way. It was just weird. Did it feel good? Cause it, it felt cause so I've heard good. Hugging a loved one releases stress. Yeah, increases it was like, dopamine. Yes, it was like I hugged her and it was just like, oh, like we did it. Like, you know, now here's the thing. Let's get married. That's right. It's pretty much. I've had experience meeting people ab- like online and then meeting them in person. Not right. in a romantic way, but as friends. Right. So the concept was not foreign to me. It was very foreign to her. Right. So what ended up happening is the first couple days, right? And I told her this and I was like, Daniela, I said, I'm just going to tell you how the first three days of this is going to go. Yeah. So I'm going to get there. It's going to be like amazing, but awkward at the same time. Right. It's going to, you're going to feel weird. Like you're going to have to get used to me. Like I'm going to sound different. I'm going to look a little different, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Like there's going to be a a reacclimation to each other. The muscles are a little smaller in person. Right. You edit them. Exactly. Because in the photos, you... You up the contrast, make bigger. Make the shadows look right. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Got it. Correct. You know, you get all the blemishes, all that stuff. So <laughs> I said, look, I'm going to look uglier. Yeah. Okay, let's go and throw it out there. Wiener's going to be a little smaller. It's all good. She's Part seen that? It. No, she hasn't. Oh, okay. Um, so anyways, at the end of the day, those first three days were good. <laughs> yeah. Those first three days were an adjusting period. Sure. And I remember, man, we got to our Airbnb. It was like the first night. And, well, we were in two different Airbnbs, but she was at mine helping me get moved in. Right. And, like, we were sitting on the couch, and she was, like, she was, like, she just didn't know what to do. She, right. I could feel, like, tension. Tension. I'm, like, hey, like, I just, like, put my arm on her. I was, like, hey, like, give me a hug. Like, and I was, right. like, I really forced it. I'm, like, give me a hug. Like, feel, like, give me a Give me a hug. Me a hug. <laughs> like, you know, feel me. Like, right, I'm right. here. Like, I'm real. Like, I would kept saying, like, I'm, I'm here. Like, right. I'm, I'm a real person. You right. Know? And, um. And I just ended up, I was like, you know, I'm going to go get a shower. So I went and got a shower and just kind of let her. And then she was on the phone. I didn't know this until later, but she, dude, she was on the phone, like, like called her mom, like, oh my God, like he's here. Like, I yeah. can't believe, is this like really happening? You know, she was kind of just adjusting. So sure. 
again, someone's calling me. Um, man, girls love to do that, man. Call their mom. Dude, they they really do, man. Nothing wrong with they, it. No, it, it's part of it. And but I, I just, that's a whole other thing. Do you do that? Can we? I, yes. Okay. I call my mom. Okay. I call my mom, and not as much as I used to. I call. But my like mom in the me. moment like that, you're like, mom, what do I do? No. <laughs> no. Nothing's wrong with it. I just it's an observation that I feel like most girls do that. I'm gonna call my mom. My my wife does it, but yeah, I mean, it's I, it's part of it, and I just accept it. Don't you? Yeah. I feel like at first I got mad at her. I was like, mm-hmm. why are you calling your mom? But now yeah. it's like. She needs it, and I respect it. Yeah. So, there was all that adjusting or whatever. So, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but that would that was a huge. I mean, this was a big pivotal moment. I mean, this is something that had been leading up for a year, dude. The whole year of COVID. Cause think about this, twenty twenty. Oh yeah. Yeah, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Um, I decided in November of twenty nineteen that I was wanted to come see her. I was like, you know, I would like to come meet you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna come see you, and like she was like, ah, okay. Yeah, right. And then it was like I I'm I'm gonna come see you that you know next year. Like for real. Like, okay. And then in January I'm like, hey, like I'm thinking about buying tickets and she's like, Okay. Right. Like, hey, you're gonna be there in this and like, Yeah. And then like I sent her screenshots that I bought tickets in she's like, like oh. March. And she's like, Oh snap. You're actually coming. But then that whole year, dude, I actually had to reschedule my flights three times. Mm. Because of COVID. COVID, yeah. And I timed it perfectly. There was like a one-month period or like a three-week period where there was like the borders were open, and that's what the time I went. So mm. it actually worked out really well. That was a whole process. But, dude, the third, I believe it was the third or fourth day. This is a really neat fact. <laughs> one of the first things that we did together, physically together, is we went to a wedding for one of our best friends. That's awesome. <laughs> How cool is that? That's awesome, dude. Like, and so, you know, perfect environment. Oh man. I mean, it was the time was right. Love was in the air, bro. Like we were all like, you know, sparkly. Yeah. I mean, a wedding just brings up emotion. Yeah. I mean, so, but get this, bro. This was crazy. So we go to this little hole in the wall shack to where you get legally married, I guess. Right. And the way they do it is they go first. So the family, the direct family goes to like the office Mm -hmm. of, and they like sign papers hmm. in their wedding like attire. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So there, she's in her white wedding dress. Right. Signing papers. Signing papers. And, and there's they like, see each and other. It's like there's a bunch of like plastic chairs like sitting around in this like shack hmm. to get legally married. Okay. Then we all get in the car mm. and drive to the wedding venue, which is their house. They own like a farm. It's okay. beautiful. I mean, it was out in the country. Cows. The cows are freaking skinnier than you. But really? Yeah. Freaking those like, ain't those ain't cows. Yeah, those are freaking uh, zebras or something. <laughs> Anyways. Zebras. Um but man, I mean it was gorgeous. But it was like ninety seven degrees. Oh my gosh. So okay, get this. I get there. You sweat too, man. Oh, I sweat. I sweat good. Y'all go look <laughs> on our Instagram. <laughs> man, we get there, we pull up. Here's the thing. They, we had kind of like, I guess you could say, uh, departed, uh, and Danielle and I went to like, go get ready also. Yeah. (laughs) Danielle and I are in the Airbnb getting ready. Right. And I'm like, Hey, you know, the wedding starts in like 30 minutes. We got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Jay. Whatever. Bro. We ended up being over two hours late. What? To the, I'm not kidding. And it was like the most casual thing. So this was like my introduction to this universe, which was like no sense of punctuality at all. Right. Um, we show up two hours late to the wedding, literally are getting out of our Uber. We're walking up and like they're finishing the ceremony. 
what? Dang. Like, they're up on the podium. Yeah. Like, the pastor. Why are you so late? There. I don't know. Danielle was just like, yeah, taking like, her time. Taking her, taking her time. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Dang. So we walk up and they're like celebrating, uh, basically. Woo. And then we're like, all right, let's eat. Yeah. So, uh, man, we Perfect sit down. The first, no, the first thing that we do is sip on a steaming hot cup of coffee. What? I'm like, it's freaking 90 degrees out here, y'all. I mean, we're like, coffee at least. We're sitting outside with some steaming coffee. And they bring over, like, oh, try this Brazilian coffee. And we're like eating like empanadas and steaming hot coffee outside. Nah. Like, okay. So, you know, no air conditioning. They right. just, you know, have house, concrete houses that are built. So, anyways, that was a really, really neat uh, adventure that kind of jump started our first month together. And was the wedding all in Spanish? Yeah. Did you. Understand every. I mean, obviously, didn't I understand could, everything. I, I was a lot fresher to it then. I mean, I didn't really understand much, but we were there for the reception, watched them dance and stuff. Were people talking food. to you like Danielle? Oh, like who? Uh, Yo, yeah, it was like I was like the celeb. Pretty cool. It were you like, the only? Were you the only? Oh, I was the white only. Person? Yeah, yeah. I was wow. the only. How'd that person. feel? It felt great. Yeah, I was a minor, my, minority. You were. I was. It's interesting. Feels good. Como te amo. Como te amo. Mucho gusto. Mucho gusto. <laughs> Me amo Jabin. Yeah, yeah. Soy un gringo. Yeah, you know, they like, knew that. Oh, yeah, they did. I was white. I was really white then. <laughs> um, so, you know, that was just a really neat way to jumpstart our first um, first month together. That's awesome, and, though. That's yeah. a good two hours late. It's a bonding experience. We're late. Ah, it's funny. Wedding. Yes. Food. It, was the food it, good? Oh, man. It was really good. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. <laughs> They, there's a digestive component to getting acclimated to the altitude. Mm. And so the first couple of days, you know, I have kind of have to adjust. Like I'm kind of tired. Yeah. I'm, my belly hurts a lot, all that stuff. So there is a component that I have to kind of overcome when I go there. I've gotten used to it by now. But um, yeah, man. So that was kind of a mm. neat, just a neat way to start our adventure together. Um, And of course, as everyone knows, I've done this, I mean... Dude, talk about just love, man. Uh, going back and forth every three or four months. Yeah. One of the trips was two and a half months apart. Yeah. That's pretty close together. Bro, flying to Bolivia for a month at a time. Yeah. Two, coming back two and a half months later, going back for another month. That takes a toll on you. Oh, I'm sure. Especially when you're trying to build your career to provide for this woman. Right. You know, and so that's just, that was, that was a, man, oh, 2021, dude, like, it is just it was such a year of growth and sacrifice and for her too but it's one of those things where i'm having to sacrifice a lot more right now mm-hmm. and she's going to have to sacrifice a lot more later right. or longer right and as part of it um but of course man you know we had we had some challenging um times you know <laughs> there was there was a lot of maturing that i needed to do on my end um i won't get into too much detail but you know you can imagine uh I'm a bro. Yeah. I haven't had a girlfriend for years. Yeah. I get down here, and I mean, you just look at a girl the wrong way, and it's like, it's 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 fight time. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Or you you say the wrong thing, or, you, you know. You got habits. Right. Because you were single. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so, Daniela was very, extremely mature, but she also was like, I'm not going to, it was like a precedent. She's like. We're not starting down this path. Like right. I'm not, and it the, the thing was always, I don't want to be married for ten years and then you be disrespecting me by like looking at other girls in front of me. Respectfully, like, you so. can do it when I'm not in front of you. <laughs> She's like, but when you're gonna look at a girl, 
like right in front of me. And she, and, yeah. and dude, she's totally right. So there was some of that stuff that I had to like really like check myself. Like, all right, dude, it's time to grow up. Right. You know what I mean? That's good. And, and really just reprioritize what matters. And we, she's your woman, dude. Yes. And and man, it was. It's been so great. It, obviously, it was some really challenging times, dude. Some of these trips that we went on. I mean, there were times where like we weren't sure if this was gonna work out. Like, oh yeah. It's, it was tough, but I just, this is the thing, man. At the end of our first trip together, this will kind of segue into some other neat things. Um, at the end of our first month, um, I left with this promise that God had given me at the very beginning when I told her I loved her. This was like the fifth day, yeah, fourth or fifth day that I was there. But I mean, I already knew her. It was just not physically we're on top of this apartment complex it's night there's this construction going on to build these two office towers in the background mm-hmm. as you can think about the stars and king, king, king. right the atmosphere the atmosphere is there is cool you know uh i look at her and we had just finished actually witnessing the two people on the top of the terrace in the apartment tower it was like a woman and then her boyfriend that was living in Dominican Republic mm-hmm. and like she was talking to the woman and I was FaceTiming the guy who okay. lives in, and like we were like witnessing to them and like prayed over them individually right. which is really neat so we came back together they left and I was like looking at her and I was like <laughs> you know it was like about to cry or something yeah. I don't know like shaking like nervously right. like I love you you know yeah and I remember when I told her that God had basically this is what he told me he didn't say this is your wife or you have to marry this person. Right. Or this is, you know, all he said, and I dude, I like I've held on to this so hard. He said, if you pursue her, I will bless it. Mm-hmm. That's all he said. And you can take that for what it is. And that doesn't even mean that you end up together. Right. Just hey, like if in during this time of pursuit of her, I'm gonna bless it, whatever that looks like. And that's one thing my brother Keenan told me is like that, you know doesn't necessarily always mean like this is the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with, but right. so you could interpret it however, but I took it as like, okay, like if I keep pursuing this girl, I'm going to bless it. So through thick and thin, right, through those hard times, there was always just this little thing where like, you know, I'm just going to trust that if I keep pursuing her, God's going to bless it. Right. And it has been, dude, the def, it's just so funny because that was the first, I mean, the first week that I met her, that was the, that was the tone that was set. And then this entire last year has just literally the definition of this year has been pursued, like literally down mm. to a T. And so kind of segueing into how my career has changed since then. Right. Um, and I won't get into like specific numbers, but basically <clears throat> that night it was so funny. Cause I'm like looking at it, like my woman's eyes and like, I'm gonna love you. And then like, moments later I'm doing math in my head like oh my god like if I want to be with this girl I gotta <laughs> make like x amount of money to right. like you know yeah I'm thinking about that in my head and I kid you not I thought to myself I told myself this was basically the end of 2020 2020 mm-hmm. I was like god I gotta I gotta triple my income right to do this and I could just do really quick math in my head like just with everything you know moving out you know uh supporting her uh you know, flights back and forth, visa, engagement, what I'm like, I got to triple my income this year to make this work. Which was like, I mean, I wasn't making a ton of money. I didn't make a ton of money in 2020, but you know, 
right. still tripling your income regardless is a, a step up. Oh yeah. So man, going into 2021, I kid you not, you know, January, February, March, I did the math like of what I had brought in and it was on average right down to it triple of what I was making last year and I was on track to if I kept that same growth I was on track to triple my income for the end of the year which is what I had said I needed that's awesome and so then of course there were some really dry months but that was like a huge like all right right okay this is cool right and so what started happening is you know I started doubling down on real estate man um I mean just I basically went super narrow obviously we we let the podcast kind of skip yeah. Um, I was doing content, which is another big thing. I was doing content, right? And kind of had that as my side gig that was helping to pay for my bills while I got my real estate career going. Right. And by the way, so for people that don't really aren't familiar with the industry, getting your real estate license is the easiest part of this process. Right. <laughs> you know, people think like, I'm going to get my real estate license. Oh, I pass and I'm going to make a hundred grand and 200 grand and whatever. Right. It's not like that at all um it's extremely hard and then commercial not being biased because i do commercial but commercial is even a step above that right um because the deals take longer the relations the relationships forged take longer to develop usually um there's more things that can cause the deal to not work out oh yeah (laughs) it's less competitive so deals are more likely to fall through for various reasons uh, it's just hard man i mean the average deal take three months four months five there's deals that i worked on for a year and a half before they closed. Like, wow. it's, it's a long game. Um, so of course, while I was getting through that content was the way that I helped to float my life and everything. Well, <laughs> during 2021, um, let's just say I had a still a great friend, but I had a partner, uh, doing content stuff with didn't really work out. Um, at one point we had opened and I say we, it, cause I, I say we, it was not really my idea, but I was, what I learned is I was not, I didn't stand up. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just was like, it was like, I was like the woman. Like, I was just like, like, hey, we're going to do this. I'm like, okay, babe. Right. You know? Like I didn't have, I didn't, I knew it didn't feel right. Right. That feeling. Right. You have, like we were talking about in the last episode. Yeah. Just like, ah, oh, I just didn't, but I didn't say anything about it. We ended up opening up seven LLCs under this holdings company that we had for mm-hmm. different projects. Right. And so what would happen is like, we had an idea. Like, oh, yeah, we could do this and then have, like, these people run it. And, like, we could just, like, our ideas will, like, make us money. And, like, yeah, let's, like, let's let's start an LLC for that. Right. And, of course, you got to think there's filing fees involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, every LLC you start up is, you know, five, six, seven hundred bucks. Yeah. And then you got, like, if you want to open up bank accounts, you know, and file and stuff like that. Now, we didn't end up opening up bank accounts for all these. But literally, bro, in a span of, like, eight months, this – my bro and I had opened up seven LLCs. <laughs> Do you know how hard it one is to start? <laughs> yeah. Do you know how hard it is to start one business? Yeah. And like and make you it successful? Seven. Yeah, we started seven. <laughs> so, you know, you can nice. imagine where my head was at during right. this whole year. Um, so <laughs> that was a whole thing. And what ended up happening is I had to really like take a rain check on my career. Because I'm right. like, man, I'm like, and I am married and I got to like make this stuff happen. Um, so what ended up happening is I, through this whole process of, you know, 
meeting Daniela and realizing like, oh my God, I got to triple my income, doubling down on real estate. I slowly had to phase out this thing and this partnership that I really thought was going to be a, a backbone of my, my future, um, which was hard, man. And I remember, um, and this was, this was actually pretty recent. Um, you know, I remember this was the end of last year or Q4, Q3 to Q4 of last year before I went to go see Daniela again here about four months ago. Um, I had to sit down and basically be like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to focus on real estate. And basically, you know, a year of my life of investing into this partnership and these businesses and getting things going and content and all this, it just, it didn't work out. And I won't get into details why. If someone wants to ask me, you know, I can chat about it. I learned a lot, but um, still a great friend. We're, we're still tight and everything. But, you know, basically... Because of that, that was really the catalyst to me fully delving, delving into my real estate, <laughs> my real estate career. Real estate. <laughs> you can just hey, simple it, man. Hybrid. Hybrid word. Delving into my real estate. Real estate. And so <laughs> what ended up taking place after that moment was very extraordinary. And this is what I really want to hit on. So, and I'll jump into some stuff with Daniela again. I'm probably going all over the place, but it's just how hey, it's okay. Mind. So recently, this is a really big thing. <clears throat> ended up moving out, right? Yep. Which was like a leap of faith. So as I'm kind of getting these vibes, like, okay, the content thing's not, not rolling. Right. At the same time, I'm like, crap, I got to get an apartment so I can be ready to marry this girl. And I didn't want to propose and all of that until I was settled into an apartment, just how I felt, you know. Right. <clears throat> so I ended up applying for Vita, which is a new development in Kannapolis, which is like the perfect, if anyone knows it's local, Kannapolis has become like the spot around here to just come and like hang out. So we got the $150 million redevelopment project, research campus, atrium ballpark, you know, mixed use uh, apartments, you know, thousand units coming, all this cool stuff. Right. So this place called Vida, which I thought was so interesting because Vida in Spanish means life. Right. How neat is that? <clears throat> it's like pretty cool apartment complex named Vida. Yeah. So man, this was kind of like Q three ish of Q Q two and three of last year. Mm -hmm. Man, I started. I would I would go down there. And I would pray with Danielle. So we would face, it was when they were still building everything down there. I would FaceTime her and I'd be like, babe, I'm going to live there. Like, we're going to live there. This is going to be where we start our life. Mm -hmm. And I would like show her on my phone, you know, driving down to the nice, like, freaking Hallmark movie looking downtown. Yeah. And I would just pray. And, I, and then sometimes I would pray, we would cry, and I would like pray like by myself, like I would speak, bro. I was like speaking in tongues. I was praying or like, I want that. And the reason I was praying so hard is because it was not going to make sense for me to be able to get there because of my income structure. And I didn't have any way of proving my income and all these things. It just, they were very strict on that. So oh. I actually got denied the first time. Oh, wow. So I applied, did everything, got denied. I won't get into exactly how I got approved, but the point is, as I, I was inspired <laughs> and I got approved the second time. Okay. Because I reapplied with some new documents and got inspired. Yeah, yeah. So ended up getting it. Okay. Moved in. And it was a leap of faith because like, bro, 
I had never paid rent before. And like, that was a big jump for me to move out at 19. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was, that was a lot for me and not having any backbone in real estate yet. Me knowing that I'm going to be phasing out of the whole content thing. So there was like this huge leap of faith. And that's the thing, like, and we talk about all the time, like faith is, it's not faith if you feel equipped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Faith is the substance of things unseen. That's good. Yeah. yeah you've got all the, the stuff that you can back it up spirit on the, biblically, but <laughs> exactly. So that was the thing is I didn't feel equipped to do this, but I went ahead and jumped out and did it and was like, man, if I do this, it's going to push me. And that's one thing my boss told me, not my boss, but the guy that started blank real estate. He said, you know, one time he's like, I had like no money and I went and bought a brand new Escalade. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm like, why'd you do that? He's like, because it, like it scared me and forced me to figure out how to make more money. Well, that's true. I mean, now, that's the way. There's a, there's a healthy way to do that. Yeah. Not everyone do that. Don't go buy an Escalade just to think you're gonna make more money. Right. But that was my catalyst. So I ended up moving in. Huge thing. Loved it. It was like a sign from God. Like I, I was like, Bam, this is it. Um, once I got settled in, that's when I had prepared to go back and see Danielle for this last time. That's when I sat down with my former business partner and was like, hey, I took him out to eat. I was like, oh, man, I got to focus on real estate. Yeah. And it was hard. And I felt like I had basically wasted a year of my life. But I realized I learned a lot of really great lessons from that. Oh, yeah. We still have her LLCs. I got to figure out how to sell them. Get rid of that. Yeah, <laughs> sell them. All right, sell them. Sell them off. With all their profit margins, <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's great, great experience. Um, but through that, sparked this incredible, incredible, incredible opportunity um, called EXP. Now, EXP for those of you, for those that of you that don't, don't know, know, EXP is a real estate, a virtual real estate brokerage. Okay. It's got 75,000 agents at this point Wow! across the world. They're based in the realty model, a residential firm, but they've actually launched this commercial division, which is really neat. And what has ended up happening is I was actually in Bolivia back in, I guess it was June, when Clifford had called me and said, hey, man, like, we're going to be partnering with EXP commercial. And I'd never heard of it, right? I've heard of EXP. Right. EXP is a $5 billion holdings company. Mm -hmm. They're a tech company. They EXP Realty, EXP World Holdings, um, EXP Global. You know, they own Vibrilla, which is a basically a virtual world developer. Mm -hmm. So Vibrilla develops virtual worlds for corporations. Okay. For them to work in a virtual environment. And they own like Success Magazine. They're they're starting Success Funding, which is like a, a lending service. All this stuff. So, Clifford came to me and was like, "Hey, man, like we're gonna do this." And so there was this really crazy moment where, you know, we had been on this trajectory of building blank and all this, and we we're just a local boutique firm. We were fastest growing firm in Charlotte for the last two years. And then Clifford, the dude, Clifford Blank was it. The guy started Blank Real Estate was like, "Hey." Uh, I'm merging and bringing my firm up under EXP Commercial. I was like, you know, I'm like, whoa, dude. You know, never would have thought you would have decided to do that. Yeah. EXP Commercial is a fully autonomous virtual firm for commercial. Has the best splits, the best freaking tech out of anyone else in the industry. But it's got the rev share, the network marketing component to it, which is incredible for real estate. 
Mm-hmm. Because what happened in the past is this was the cycle of a commercial real estate or just a residential real estate broker or broker firm, brokerage firm, or a team. You would start a firm or start a team in a firm and you would mentor agents. You would help them grow. You would get them leads. You would develop them, mentor them, you know, share share your firm. If you had a great firm, you're like, hey, you should join our firm. And then like your BIC was like, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Pat on the back, like gift card. Like now they're only, they're making the big money, not you. It was a broken model because what happens after a couple of years, you would develop these people and then they would become producers like you. And then they would be like, all right, I'm going to start my own team. Thanks. Right. And you're out. There was no, nothing. There was nothing for you. Yeah. Okay. On top of that, being a real estate broker, uh, flag some major issues. One, like what's your retirement Two, you work till the day you die and you're only good as your last deal. Right. I mean, you close a deal, you can close a hundred thousand dollar deal. It's like, okay, well I got to go find a way to make what's another next? hundred. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's next. Right. There's no consistency there at all. So EXP commercial presented this amazing opportunity for us and me I'm specifically talking about my journey here to start developing some st- sustainability in my business. Mm-hmm. Um, so what has happened over the last four months, I would say it's been about four months now since this has happened is I've started actually, I've got a team now. Yeah. Okay. So not only am I doing real estate, but I've got people in our organization that is also doing real estate and closing deals. And I'm starting to develop a little bit of like passive income off of that. That'll, that'll help me be able to, you know, float my bills. Like say, if I want to go to Bolivia with Danielle or something, we're earning stocks, we're growing. Dude, we've, we just onboarded a, a agent in freaking San Antonio, Texas, and she's starting a team. We've got uh, two people joining from South Africa, like, guy from Arizona that's joined. So what's happening, right, is this be created this fully virtual world and this fully virtual environment to where we're able to scale infinitely and not be bound by brick and mortar locally. And so going into this year, you know, one of my really big goals was to start building a team, but a sustainable team, which is what ESP is, and start focusing more on investments. So it's been a goal of mine, um, for a long time and I've made it a goal. I made it a thing to, I wanted to buy uh, commercial property this year. Mm-hmm. And by the way, just because you buy commercial property, <laughs> that's when, that's when the money starts going out the door. <laughs> so, you know, buying the commercial, buying the property is the easier part. <laughs> the hard part is Finding out how to make money with it. Right. Um, but sure enough, man, I don't know if I told you this, but so uh, as of this month, uh, me and my dad actually closed on our first deal together. Commercial commercial deal. Well, that's awesome. We bought two buildings in China Grove. Um, one's like 3,200 square feet, and the other one is about 2,600 square feet. And they're vacant. They're raw. They're rough. I mean, they need hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of improvements. Obviously that's where hard money investors will come in, but I ended up closing my first deal this year. And that has been a huge goal of mine is to actually start buying commercial real estate. Um, not just brokering it. Right. Um, 
that's something that I've told Danielle about for a long time and have, have wanted to, you know, wanted to tackle. So that has really opened my eyes at this point to the rest of the year. And I've set out to, I want to, I want to close on four deals this year and I've got one down and we've got one under contract that I'm a partner on and we got two more to go for the year. And what's really neat, man, is a year ago, I did not know how in the world I was going to do all of this, um, to provide for Daniela. And again, it's not like, I mean, dude, you know how everyone's like, oh, like, yeah, I need to make more money, whatever. Like, I literally needed to make a lot more money to be with Daniela than tip, tip, a typical relationship would require. Right. And I just think it was it's really, really cool um, to see God over this last year kind of work, work those details out and equip me and her to be together. And by stepping out in faith, not really knowing what's going to happen— uh, seeing God show up and provide. And it's been tight. I mean, it's tight, still tight sometimes, you yeah. know, but it's just been really cool to see God remain faithful through those times. And it's like a constant reaffirmation of it. Like we're doing the right thing. And right. I think we're in the right place. And I think by sticking together and getting through all this, it's going to result in a, such a greater reward than just cutting the cable and, just when it gets hard, and it's hard, bro. It's really hard. That's inspiring. It's really freaking handshake hard. on that. Thank you, man. Respect, man. Thank you. It's in the process, but you've stuck through it. Been through some hard times, and listen, maybe some of it was was just you know your story. Now you got a story. Now you got things to to share with people. Now you got you know, I don't know. It maybe it'll help you create better relationships with people because you got something to talk to them about. Maybe they've experienced the same thing. That's true. That's very true. I mean, one, uh, I did want to share a story with you that I, from one of our, uh, my adventures, it was a. Should we do our, a segment and then you tell it? Oh yeah, bro. For sure. I mean, give me a little, give me a little. A little, little taste. taste. Yeah. Keep them. Let's just say, uh, demons. Oh yeah. I want to hear this one. Yeah. Let's do our, let's do our tuna tank. All right. Segment again. Let's we'll do flip it. it. Let's okay. actually, you tell me the product idea and then we'll jump into the segment. So we're not breaking like the fourth wall. Okay. I like that. So I need to come up with a product. Tuna Tank, for those of you that don't know, Tuna Tank oh, is a new segment um, is where we are. It's a parody of a certain show that sounds like Tuna Tank. But Jabin or me would create a product in our mind, product name, give it to the other person. And then the other person has to pitch it to the quote unquote tuna. And see if he invests or doesn't invest. Is he in or is he out? So, Javen, what am I going to be pitching to you today? You're going to be pitching me. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. What is it, man? you thinking about it really hard, man. <laughs> I have a couple different things in mind. Um, Just give me one, man. Don't make it too hard. I gave you a good one. Headphones for your dog. Headphones for your dog. Yeah. All right. Let's get it. What's going on, Tuna? My name is Jack 
Campbell. Hey, Jack Campbell. I am a 22-year-old living in New York City um, with my sole idea, doggy ears. Now, you're probably wondering, Anthony, or Jack, <laughs> what is doggy ears? Let me tell you, have you ever been walking your dog and the dog across the street is barking and causes your dog to go crazy? Now, I live in New York City, and you can imagine that there are dogs on every corner. And now I have three dogs personally, and my dogs are a little crazy. Here's the pictures of them. Oh, that's cute. And I love my dogs, but walking them is a pain. So I created the idea one year ago called Dog Ears, and we have created the first licensed headphones for dogs up in New York City, we are running solely out of New York City, looking to go across nations this next year. Now, I am seeking $5 million for 13% of my company. Now, you're probably wondering, what <coughs> do the doggy ears do? So, you put the dog ears, we have three different sizes, small, medium, and large, on your dog with a press of a button. It noise cancels the sound from the outside world. So, nothing would distract them while you're walking them, and that is doggy ears. Now, I have some samples if you'd like to try. Yeah, let me take a look. Let me open them up real quick. Very nice. Pretty soft to the touch. Yes, please try our dog treats as well. <laughs> dog treats. Oh, my God. That's awful. Ugh. Dog ears. It's practical. I'm a practical kind of person. The way I invest is based off of consumer demand. What's been your experience with demand? What kind of response have you got in the city, in the Big Apple, for so this product? We started um, in January of 2021. We have been fully running a year now. The first three months, we sold, in total, $600,000 in profit. Now, that was based off of investments. Um, af at the end, our income that we brought in was only $1,000. But so, so I see a little bit of a discrepancy here. You said six hundred thousand dollars. Yes, in sales. Yes, one thousand profit. That was just in the first three months. Let me finish, Mark. Um, what we did first three months six hundred thousand dollars in sale. By the end of the year, we had six hundred and fifty thousand dollars in sale in mm. total. One year, one year, six hundred fifty thousand dollars in sales, and this next year we're projecting ten million. So that is why today I'm seeking five million to to help with the production. Um, we need to get production lines up and running. We need to get us sourcing out to China and to Russia and to Canada. You name it, we will be there. Doggy Ears is is a worldwide product. Very nice. But we need help as far as getting out there. We need someone with with um, networking, with influence, influence, and with you mark power. You mark are are what we are looking for. Well, they they call me Cuban for a reason. Here's what I can do. I like the idea. Thank it you. It makes sense. I have a dog. My wife drives me nuts. When our dog barks at the other dogs. Of course, I'm the one that has to get up and deal with it. Right. I'm the breadwinner, man. I don't have time for that. Exactly. I need a set of these. Need a Here's set of what I can do. I'll give you $4 million. 
for 83%. 83%. You know what, Mark? Here's what I'll say. In the next year, we have just patented the doggy ears strap. Now, a lot of our consumers have found the issue of the headphones falling off due to dogs running, moving, jumping on the walls, and they fall off. So in order to increase our sales, we will add a add-on on our website, the doggy ears head strap. Now, this also comes in three different sizes, all adjustable. So no matter if your dog is eight pounds or your dog is 150 pounds, this strap will work for all doggy ears. Now, with this, it does bring the worth of my company up, you know, tremendously. Numbers, we won't talk that here, but 83% is what I can't do. So, Mark, um, I'm interested in the $4 million. Could we possibly do $4 million for 75% of my company? I can definitely not do that. Well, Mark, I, I understand. Before you say anything else, um, one last thing to uh, maybe try to sway you in the right direction, the doggy ears direction. We actually just partnered with John Legend. Now, I don't know if you know John Legend's dog. John Legend's dog, Sparkly, is actually in commercials that we will be releasing next month wearing our doggy ears product and John Legend himself will be advertising doggy ears on his Instagram as our main advertiser. If you can get John Legend to come to my wife's 45th birthday, we have a deal. I can do that. Let's Jack Campbell. Pleasure. Woo! Woo! That was pretty good. <laughs> hey. You know, that was a good product Dog to ears. roll with. I like that. Headphones for dogs. You remember that pretty good. It's practical. I like, I like the way that you set it up. Mine yeah. was way less practical. Thanks. <laughs> well, you you oh you chose Linger Longer. <laughs> I don't know where he came up with that. I was trying to think of a better name than Dog Ears. So my thing with Linger Longer, right, and guys, if you haven't, listen back to the last episode, right? So there's a couple different levels of uh, layers of humor that yeah. were that were in, included in that name. So number one, Linger, just hilarious, like farts. Right. Longer. Because it was bats longer. longer. But get this, Linger Longer. You can linger at the plate longer without being hit by the ball. There by having go. a longer bat. So that was kind of like lingering, like you can you can linger at the plate longer. That makes sense. So that was kind of... That like, was clever. Yeah. I don't think you caught that, but it's okay. You still got my investment. That's true. So... You got mine too. Good. I had to, I had to save you at the end, you know, with the John Legend See, thing. I like that though. And that was something, you know, that was planned but not planned. We wanted to give you guys a taste of rejection, right? And how did he overcome that? This is the thing. There was a climax right. that Anthony provided. Yep. The climax was, hey, don't give them all the good stuff up front. Right. Let it build. Right. Let's see if we can get an offer on the table without John Legend. Right. Without Sparkly. Exactly. But starts headed south, throwing John Legend. Boom. Who doesn't like Changes John Legend? Changes the name of the game. I mean, John Legend. John Legend, man. My wife's going to be thrilled. You're welcome. Well, 
Tell your so, story of the demons. And so then- let me let me let me give you guys a preface here, and and I I uh, appreciate you guys sticking around for this. Um, we saved the best for last. Best for last. It's a cool little story. It's actually kind of a crazy story, but we won't we will we'll, we'll keep it short and sweet uh, for for the listeners. But this was a story in particular that had happened um, over the last year. One of my trips to go see Daniela in Bolivia, Santa Cruz, Cochabamba. Um, we. Stay in Airbnbs a lot, okay? And one of the things that we do when we stay in Airbnbs, we just go in there and we look at all the different, you know, pictures and all like look at the reviews and just kind of get a feel for the space. So Airbnbs is nothing new to us. We found the place, I found a place on Airbnb. It was in this high, it was in this high rise apartment building. The apartment building was like black stained glass. It just was like this beautiful architectural masterpiece of a building and on one of the top floors there's this apartment listed on airbnb Mm -hmm. it was amazing it was like it had like super nice bar stools and you know marble floor and it had literally the entire length of the apartment was glass you could see out over the city it was the only listing on airbnb Hmm. that had pictures at night hmm Cool, right? Like yeah. it's very like moody, like had you know the light strips underneath the bar. There's just just this. It was just this really like classy, awesome. Like it just brought you in. I'm like, I want to stay here, but I didn't. I didn't kind of put two and two together with it being the only apartment listed on Airbnb with only night pictures. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't think about it. I was like, oh, that's cool. For whatever reason, Daniela had just. She was like not sure about it. She's like, I don't know. I'm, you know, I don't know, Jay. Like she's, I don't. She wasn't really putting two and two together or anything. But she just had not really been sold on it. I'm like, we need to stay here. It's awesome. Yeah, it's forty seven dollars a night. You know, and that's that's pretty good. I mean, that's comparable to everything else. It it was a little more expensive. Everything else was thirty to thirty five. This one's forty six bucks a night. Right. Okay. Sick. So, we ended up flying into Santa Cruz. We check in. We get there. It's amazing, dude. I mean, it's the coolest Airbnb that I've stayed in in all of Bolivia, right? Right. We look to our right, and there's, like, a really old couch. It's not old as in, like, torn up, but it's just, it's, like, wood and has, like, uh, ropes as the seating. It's just not comfortable. Mm. It's It was, like, a it was like nice, but it was not comfortable at all. It was, like, a, you wouldn't want to sit in it. Right. It was just there. And it's just the whole living room was not practical at all. It didn't even make sense. You wouldn't really want to sit there. And then we walk into the bedroom, and there's not a TV. Okay. Right. It's an Airbnb. Every single Airbnb we've ever been in has a TV. And there's also just a light bulb. Hmm. Okay. For the for the light in the bedroom. Weird. It's a light bulb. Okay. It was a nice light bulb, but it was a light bulb. Right. Still hadn't really connected any dots. Okay. Whatever. So, Daniela ends up going and getting a shower. I'm in the kitchen. We had ordered pizza. You know, just kind of decided to relax for the night. Daniela 
gets out of the shower in like seven minutes, mm-hmm. which is very unlike her. She is like, she takes the longest showers ever. Right. So I didn't really think about it, but I'm like, that was a really fast shower. You know what I mean? She's just always, she usually is just really long in the, in the shower. Well, she didn't tell me this, but we ended up um, falling asleep. Like, just like, it was, I think it was like, uh, gosh, I don't want to, like, you know, maybe 10 or 11 p.m. We just ended up falling asleep, which was weird. She ended up having a dream. I didn't have a dream the first when we fell asleep for a nap, but she ended up having a dream. Her dream was there was a man. He was a very well-dressed man. He was a little bit older, gray hair, suit. And he had come into the apartment, okay? And he was trying to get Danielle to come with him. Mm. He's like, come like, come with me. Like, I'll give you a nice life. Like, come, like, follow me. Like, like leave, leave him. Like, come, like, literally in her dream. And it was... You know, she was like, like, no, I'm not going to you or whatever. And he was like trying to entice her. It was like really well-dressed, well-spoken, just very eloquent. He was trying to lure her away from the apartment and from the bedroom and to come with him. And she had woke up. She didn't say anything, right? Okay. Well, I had gone to take a shower in the bathroom but like later that night. And I had also just felt weird. I felt like someone was watching me. I know it sounds really weird. Mm. Okay, like, especially for a guy to say that. Like, I don't right. care, you know, or something, whatever. But I'm in the bathroom, and I, like, feel like, I just feel like someone was watching me. I don't know how to explain it, dude. It was the weirdest feeling I've ever felt my entire life. Um, and so, that was good. Um, I ended up just getting out of the shower and kind of, like, all right, that was just weird. Like, I ended up shutting, like, there's, like, a little window pane that opens to let some of the, like, the air out. Right. Like, shut it, like, while I was in the shower. <laughs> That's how I, I'm telling you, bro, right. it was weird. Right. So, we ended up both getting ready for bed or whatever and eating pizza and, you know, getting tired and going to bed. Now, sure. keep in mind, there's a couch. It's a really, really nice apartment. There's a couch that's, like, basically u- useless. 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 The useless. Wow, extra letter in there. Yeah, it's good. Emphasis. Exactly. Everything's kind of like black and cool and all that. We're up pretty high up. And then there's this bedroom and it's like got this light bulb. Now, here's another interesting fact. And you can kind of probably see where we're going with this. The bed was the most comfortable, nicest bed I've ever slept in my entire life. Wow. Like to the nines. Better than any hotel I've ever wow, stayed in. Wow, that's saying a lot. Yeah. So you're starting to put all these pieces together. More comfortable than my bed? Oh, yeah, of course. Wow, you loved my yeah, bed. Yeah, I did love your bed. Hmm. I loved your bed, always. And so we ended up falling asleep. Right. Here's where it gets crazy, bro. We both wake up at the exact same time because we had both had dreams at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And so is it like... 5 a.m. or something. I don't know. It was still dark outside. Yeah. I'll tell you her dream first. And then I'll tell you mine. So as we're both sleeping, she, by the way, we haven't had sex or anything. We just slept in the same bed, whatever. Just want to throw that out there. Got Got it. it. Her second dream, there was this little 
fat, chubby girl. Mm. And she was like a, you could almost like say like a doll, like kind of like a creepy doll. Yeah. But not scary, but just like creepy and like fat and chubby. And the doll had jumped up into the bed Mm. and was like talking to Daniela. And this time, the first dream, Daniela was like, like scared and like, no, like I'm not coming with you. Like get it, go away and all that to this man. Well, then the doll was talking to her, this little girl. It's like, she, she explained to me, it's like a chubby little girl or Mm -hmm. something, but it was like creepy. The doll, she was saying things to her and Daniela's like, like, what are you doing? It was like confusion. It was the confusion. Like, what are you saying to me? Right. And. Daniela started, she said she started speaking in tongues. She was like speaking in tongues to the doll. Oh, wow. Okay. In her dream. Right. Well, the little doll had like jumped off the bed and had looked up in the corner and started talking to this creature. Hmm. Okay. And I will have you guys look it up later if you want, but it's called a duende. What's that? It gives me chills. It's chills to think about it. I tell this story. Every time I tell this story, I get chills. A duende is like this. It kind of looks like a little bit of a medieval creature, but it's kind of like elfy. It's hmm. got like a really big head with ears. Kind of looks like a... Dude, you know in the Spider-Man, the, the Green Goblin? Yeah. His face? It just looks like that. He kind of looks like a... He's got kind of that like alien-ish, yeah, kind of yeah. elfy looking head and this body. Hmm. You should look up a duende, and I can get you the exact one. I'll I'll show it to you later. But it's a duende, and it's a south. Don't look it up if you're scared of this stuff. Yeah, it is. It's kind of, let me see what you got, if you found one. Sort of, let me see if I can find a better example of it. That right there, the right, no, no, the right. That, exactly wow. like that. And the crazy thing, bro, is I looked this up when Daniela's <laughs> explaining this to me. And I showed her that picture. Yeah. She's like, it looks exactly like that. Mm. And in that picture you just saw, he's in the corner of a right. room. And he's like hunched over. So this doll is praying and talking mm. to this duende. Wow. Okay. And looks, it, she, the doll or the, the little chubby girl or whatever, looks to Daniela and asks, why are you praying to him? Mm. Why are you praying to him? What and the, and heck, the doll bro? was confused. Like, why aren't you praying to him? And Daniela's just, like, speaking in tongues to the doll. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what she was saying, but that's all she remembered. Pause. So there's that. My gosh. Now, in this dream, Daniela's calm. Right. She's There's no fear at all in Daniela. Right. At the same time, I was having a dream. My dream, and do I get, do you see my chills right now? Hey. I got chills. real stuff, this is real. This is real stuff. I'm right. going to end on this. I don't want to go too long. I had seen this black figure that was been circling the windows of our apartment. Hmm. Now keep in, in your mind dream. in my dream. So like you think about it, an entire apartment had just windows across from the kitchen all the way to the living right. room and just one big and I had seen this black figure kind of circling back and forth. It was almost like it was like trying to get in or looking in. And I would like I would go out and I would walk out of the bedroom and I'd be like basically like like try to get it to go away. Right. Like get like get out of here. Like go and I would like see it. And it would like go away. It was almost like a little timid. Right. But it's just a black figure. And it would just circle the window. And it was kind of one of those things in my dream. I was just like, oh, whatever, you know. Right. 
Well, I went to sleep in my dream. I went and got in the bed. Okay. Went, Inception. Yeah, so, yeah, dude. It's like, bro, it's deep. Like, yeah. This is the deepest dream I've ever had. I went to, and usually you can't recall dreams this vividly, but right. this one's very vivid. I went to sleep in the apartment in my dream. <laughs> okay. So, you follow me? Yeah. Okay. You had another dream? <laughs> no. Ugh. So, then, well, I guess actually, yes, because- well, is this what did did it turn into like a like a third person perspective, like were you watching yourself sleep? No, no, not like that. But it was basically in my dream of the dream. Okay, are you following me? It's Inception. So I'm so I'm dreaming that I go to sleep and I'm sleeping. And right while I'm sleeping in my dream, I feel this figure. Come into our bedroom. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the figure is like, it's just a black figure. So there's no details. There's no context to it at all. It's just just black black presence, but it's a figure. It's like a, and it comes in and it actually, what's crazy is I know that it entered in. Mm -hmm. I felt it enter in, but I was asleep. What happened was, as the figure got closer, it literally came up, and it like I, I felt it come right up to the edge of my bed, on my side. Yeah. And it was like towering, towering over me. In the dream, I remember, I remember. Oops, my mic's cutting out. I remember feeling it so much that I could see it. So my eyes were asleep. My eyes were shut. But the presence was so strong that I could see the out. I could I saw what it looked like, even though my eyes were closed. Does that make sense? Yeah. If that if you can follow that, here's where it gets crazy. As that figure comes right up to my bed, I wake up in my dream. So, think about this. You're still asleep in real life. I'm still asleep in real life. I wake up in my dream, and but my eyes are still closed. Does this make sense? Okay. So like I'm awake, but I'm scared. To open your eyes. Yes. Okay. Because I still feel it. It's like I'm in my dream and I wake up, but I haven't opened my eyes because I'm afraid I'm going to look and I'm going to see it. Yeah. So then I get so scared that I start shaking. My body starts shaking. Yeah. Which then wakes me up in real life. Okay. Okay. Bro, I woke up. Same thing. This was time I'm actually awake. My real carnal body is awake. I woke up thinking like, okay, that was a dream. My eyes were still closed. I still felt it right there. Oh, my gosh. Bro. Yeah. You talk about scared. So I'm shaking. I wake up to shaking, and Daniela actually <laughs> start, start punching, punching it. <laughs> Dude, I'm serious. Daniela, like, I'm, like, shaking, and, like, she, like, touches. She's like, Jay. And then I open my eyes. You're like, oh. <laughs> and it was gone. Okay. But I was awake. Like, yeah, I felt it right there. Well, come to find out. We both had had these dreams at the exact same time, and then we had talked about it. And immediately, first thing Danielle said before I even said anything, she's like, "We have to leave." Yeah. So get this. So there's that black figure. That's my dream circling around. I can't really make out what it is. It's a presence. I feel it's right in the bedroom. It comes in the bedroom. Danielle's is the girl talking Duende. to the Duende, and she's like confused. Why aren't Daniela? Why aren't you talking to the Duende? We sat down. And did some research. Mm-hmm. 
Now, keep in mind, my dream was just a facade. There was no detail to it. Right. I'm in South America. Remember that. We did some research. Come to find out, the Duende, which is when Danielle was describing the creature that was crouching in the corner of the house, in the bedroom. She didn't know what it was. Come to find out, a Duende is an ancient South American demon or spirit or creature that literally translates to master of the house. Hmm. Ooh. Wow. Bro. We then call her dad, who used to do pastoring and stuff, right. and asked him to interpret the first dream that Daniela had in my dream. The first dream Daniela had in my dream was basically the, uh, excuse me, the first dream Daniela had was like interpreting just like the enticements of the world and Satan and right. luring, using the things of the world and the, the shiny things to attract us and to, you know, lure us. Yeah. The second dream Daniela had and then the dream I had was literally, was literally the spirit of prostitution in, in the Airbnb. In your dream? In both dreams. Okay. And so come to find out, bro, like we start, so then this is all settling and we're like, wait a second. Okay. Then we saw like the light bulb and we're like, that's weird. And there's no TV and it's like a really, really nice bed. And then like the living room is no good. And it's just like, everything's black and we're in the bathroom. We feel like someone's watching us, bro. Like that literally was an Airbnb that was used to use this, uh, basically mm. for, to, for prostitution. prostitution. Yep. Wow. And the spirit and the spirit was so strong that we couldn't even like we were gonna try to pray it mm. out. We wow. like we literally felt I kid you not, the pastor, her dad, she was like, he said, You can't even he's like, You need you need where what's it, extra something where you extort the you you pray out, pray away yeah. the, he's like, You like you need to leave versus trying to combat it. Because right. we had a three-day thing booked. Yeah, just to get out you, of there. He said it's too strong for you to try to break. Like, it needs to be done. Like, it literally, you need to come in and, and cleanse it, spiritually cleanse that place. Wow. And so, like, that was, I had never, again, I had just never felt such a strong, spiritual, tangible, like, hmm. force before. And it literally was used as a place of prostitution and to, you know, I don't know what else they did there, but yeah, a, a Airbnb, a demon Airbnb prostitution room. Wow. And our spirits like literally had, had never, I had never felt something that strong and powerful before. Wow, I mean, that's like, crazy. But it was all tied together, and it made sense because even think about this. I thought about this later. Her her dream, so this thing, think about it. We're in South America. Yeah. There's a spirit of prostitution. There's a spirit of the Duende, mm-hmm. which is the master of the house. It's something of La Casa or whatever when I look it up. Her dream was vivid. It had detail. She could see exactly what that Duende looked like mm. and the little girl. Mine was just a facade, and I thought it was interesting that I'm an American. I'm a gringo. I felt all the same things she felt, but mine was just a facade and there was no detail. And it was just a presence. Right. Her dream was extremely detailed and specific. Mm. 
and down to the type of creature it was and what it looked like because she was she is South American and she lives in South America. Mm. Isn't that interesting? That's crazy, dude. That's real stuff, man. That's some real stuff. Oh yeah. Pray over my my uh parents would always say, you know, my grandma always say, you know, when you stay in hotels, she would always pray over the hotels and stuff cuz you don't know what's happened there, oh. who stayed there, what mm. what voodoo's been done in that room. Mm. That's dude, crazy. I'm telling you, man, it gives me to this day, I mean, I tell the same story and it gives me chills like Anthony's looking at him right now. I don't, oh, yeah. That's one, the, that's one of the most real spiritual encounters that I've ever had. Hey, God is good, though. Kept you safe. He is. So See, those we, dreams, I mean, yeah, God, I feel like, you know, God can use your dreams to talk to you in a way, and he was warning you, you know. He was. Get out of there. Freaking was, dude. Yeah. Some real stuff, but uh, anyways, thanks for listening to that. And, that's awesome, um, dude. Good story. Yeah, yeah. But, man, it's been a crazy ride, a lot of growth, and I'm just excited for the future. Anthony and I are back. We're back, baby. Back for good. Back for good. If we leave, we're dead. Yep. That's the only thing. Well, listen, prayer over your hotels. Hopefully that story didn't scare you enough. It actually should encourage you to get closer to the Lord because them demons are real, man. They're real. I got some crazy stories about that, but we'll save that for the next episode. I like that. You can follow us on Instagram at the number two straight men. We post Every Monday at 6 6 a.m. Eastern Eastern Standard Standard Time. Time. Every week, baby. Make sure you tell your friends about us. Tell your mom about us. And uh, make sure you give your grandma a kiss. She's not there much longer, man. Maybe she is. We love you. And we'll, uh, we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Bye.